Welcome to High Cheese. It's Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. And I'm doing an update because it's really important that you know what's going on with this Silicon Valley bank bailout. And I just want to let you know that you will be paying for this bailout. Now, let me just preface this with the FDIC insurance. Each bank account in the United States is insured up to $250,000 in in the event that a bank goes out of business. And these this insurance fund is is uh, funded with fees that they charge each bank in the United States. Now these banks turn around and charge you the fee. So every time you get a bank fee or it may be adjusted up the interest rate that you receive, but in most cases it's the bank fee. So they they'll take the uh, uh, this bank fee and just that's part of what they give the FDIC. So the banks are not paying this. You are paying this indirectly. Now, again, as I said, that each account is insured up to $250,000. But what the Fed wants to do and what the t- Treasury in the United States government wants to do is they want to fund all those depositors or they want to insure all those depositors over $250,000. Now, 90% of SVP's accounts were uninsured, 90%. So J.D. Vance reported today, he met with some representatives of uh, the Fed and FDIC, and he said, look, how do you plan on paying for this guarantee of deposits that were previously uninsured? And again, SVIP, that's 170 approximately $170 billion. What Vance reported is that, well, we plan on charging all the banks even more money to cover this cost. So these FDIC fees are going to be increased. All the banks are going to pay them, including you. So the banks are going to get an upcharge. They, they in turn, are going to charge you your monthly fee, and increase it. Or it could be taken as an adjustment to the interest rate that you receive every month. So don't listen to the Bidens of the world when they're saying, oh, this is not taxpayer-funded because he's playing with words. This is American-funded. Americans are funding this through fees that they pay to the bank. Now, additionally, I also want to uh, let you know that the Treasury is using the Exchange Stabilization Fund, which is a fund in the Treasury Department. It goes back to, I think, 1930s. And there's approximately $40 billion in it. And what the Treasury is using these funds for is to shore up, quote, shore up loaning money to banks to cover their uninsured depositors. Now, you know what shore up means. It's like co-signing. The Treasury is, quote, co-signing. And, and, and in some events, I'm sure they're using actual cash to loan money to these banks so they can pay uninsured depositors at Silicon Valley Bank. Again, don't listen to the Bidens of the world when they say that Americans are not paying it. They're getting cute when they say taxpayers are not paying it. Well, in the event of the exchange stabilization fund, that is taxpayer money. And with the FDIC, the increased fees, you're paying it through your bank fees.
So it's a cute play on words by Biden, but again, it's misleading. It's our government misleading us. So Vance asked these representatives of the FDIC, he goes, wait a second, do you plan, do you plan on paying out all uninsured depositors at Silicon Valley? And they were silent. And he's reading this to believe that they have intentions of paying uninsured depositors at not only Silicon Valley Bank and anyone else. So now the United States is going to guarantee deposits for everyone in the United States, no matter how big they are and how small they are. So if you have a bank account with $10 billion in it, the U.S. government's going to guarantee that deposit. And so there's no risk. So banks can do whatever they want, make bad investments. And if they go belly up, every depositor over $250,000 can be insured. And Vance brings up a good point. Well, it's called moral hazard. And we're setting a precedent now. If we go ahead and move ahead with insuring every deposit for any amount in the United States, well, where's the risk by the banks? So essentially, we're telling the banks, you can take any risks in the investments, and you can make bad trades. And if everything fails, and if you screw up, we're going to pay out everything to your depositors. So there's no risk for these banks now, if we do indeed insure every deposit for any amount. So let me just step to what caused this. First thing I take a look at is Biden's inflation. So Joe Biden's programs, all this money that he pumped into a system, into an economy that was already coming back, caused this inflation just by massive amounts of government spending. And as a result, we've got this inflation. And this takes us to the Fed. Now, the Fed misread this or intentionally told us this was only transitory. So inflation was transitory. You remember this? You remember that? Oh, it's not gonna, it's not gonna linger. They were either misleading us or they didn't know what they were doing. But that's not the point. The point is, is that they dragged their feet in raising rates. When it became apparent that inflation was here to stay, they had to play catch up. And they started raising rates as we've seen them quickly over a short period of time. And again, this is in the backdrop of artificially low interest rates since 2008. So we've gone from zero to 60 in two seconds because of the Fed. Because they were slow on the draw, they had to play catch up. Now what happened is, is that banks, and let's use uh, Silicon Valley, banks, when they get a tremendous amount of deposits, they they can't loan it up. They have too much money. They can't loan it out. That There's so much money there. They can't find people to loan it to. So what they do is they, they invest it in treasuries or other types of investments. And what they did is they purchased treasuries. So they were buying treasuries at these low interest rates. And this is what happens in the secondary market. Now, when I talk about treasuries, you and I can go out and buy treasuries from Treasury Direct. And we hold on to them. And then we, at the end, we get our interest. But what happens with the secondary market uh, these institutions buy treasuries also, and they trade them in the secondary market. 
And as interest rates go up, the price of these treasuries go down. Now, it's not going to affect you or I because if we went out and bought a treasury uh, bond, five-year bond, say, for example, last month, if we hold on to it for five years, it doesn't matter what happens to interest rates in between the time that you purchase it and the time that it expired. But that doesn't happen in the secondary market. The secondary market, uh, you know, current interest rates affect the price of treasuries in the secondary market. And that's what these banks were doing. They were buying in the secondary market and trading in the secondary market. So what happens? So interest rates start rising significantly over the past year, year and a half, causing all the bonds in the portfolios of these banks, their value to decrease. Again, because they bought it years ago when interest rates were low. And now because interest rates are high, the value of those bonds are a lot less. And I blame the banks for not responding to this risk. They were buying these bonds during very low interest rates, knowing that at some point rates were going to increase, but they didn't care. They could have also hedged, but they didn't for whatever reason. Now, you have to understand about SVP. SVP is one of these woke banks. They were more interested in social justice than actually monitoring their investments. And that's what you get. And that's what we have today. It doesn't matter whether you're technically proficient. It all matters if you're woke. So we had a lot of woke people at the bank. Not a lot of people that could do their job, though. I also blame the CFOs of those companies that deposited their funds in SVP. If I had a company and I was putting millions and millions of dollars into a bank, I would want to know what the financial status of this bank is. But no one seemed to ask. All these CFOs from all these companies that were in depositing their funds in Silicon Valley... What were they doing? Were they woke? Was their requirement only to be woke and not do anything else? So I got a feeling we got a lot of Buddha judges working at that bank and working at these companies in the surrounding area. Oh, I, you know, I don't I really don't have to do my job. I just have to be here, represent something. And that's what we have. I also blame the Fed, the San Francisco Fed. The San Francisco Fed is responsible for monitoring these banks. What were they doing? They should not, the Fed should not be allowing banks to mismanage their risk. And then you look at the board of directors. Board of directors were all connected to the Democrat. I take that back. Most, many, many, many of the members of the board for the bank, they were all Democrat connected. I think one was an actress, but many were big donors to the Democratic Party. Some worked in the Obama administration, or at least one I know of worked in the Obama administration. So they were all well-connected. What were they doing when they saw these losses coming from the bank? Now, uh, you know, before I forget, you know, a run in a bank is when, you know, people find out that there's, your bank isn't financially stable. People go in to get their deposits back, and all banks do not have enough money to cover all the deposits that they have in the bank because a lot are loaned out 
and a lot are invested in treasury. So you can't snap your finger and turn around and create cash for your depositors. And what happened with SVP is people caught wind the fact that they were taking massive unrealized losses. And then they had to run on the bank. People want their money. So anyway, that's where we are. Fed's trying to sell the bank. They're not going to be able to, uh, well, at least the FDIC is trying to sell the bank. Who knows if they'll have any takers. As of this past weekend, there wasn't any. Maybe they'll chop it up into pieces and sell it off. But that's where we are today. Now, quite frankly, no one really knows where this is headed. I don't know. There could be future uh, more runs on banks. But I got a feeling that these Wall Street talking heads that want the market to go up, up, and up, they're trying to rattle the cage. Oh, the Fed, they're trying to get the Fed to not raise interest rates next week. Because as you know, they're only interested in lower interest rates when makes what makes the stock market go up. They couldn't care less about anything else. So th- they're out there saying, oh, this is terrible. Fed's got to stop raising interest rates. We've got to make sure everything's protected. Everything is copacetic before he starts raising interest rates. Uh, the only thing they're interested, they just want their stock market to go up. That's it. Because if the Fed does not continue to raise interest rates, Inflation will go up even higher. So these Wall Streeters, they want their market to go up at the expense of inflation. They couldn't care less if inflation goes back up to 9 10%, as long as their stock market goes up. And that's the game they're playing right now. Now, the Fed is in a tight situation. They meet next week. And the Fed will make a serious mistake if it does not raise interest rates and even worse if they reduce interest rates because essentially what the fed is telling everybody is that well wait a second you know the everything i did this past weekend to guarantee loans to try to get a a a seller it's not working and that's why i got to lower rates got to pump up the economy because it's not working there's going to be contagion So that's the message he's going to send if he does not raise rates or reduces them. And one other, you know, one other item I just wanted to talk about is Signature Bank was another bank that was taken over last, I think, Sunday. And guess who was on the board of directors? Barney Frank. Remember Barney Frank, the former congressman from Massachusetts via Bayonne, New Jersey? Well, he was the co-sponsor or the co-writer, the Dodd-Frank bill, which increased regulation on banks. And guess what he does once he gets on the board of Signature Bank? He starts pushing to ease regulations. All those regulations that he put in when he was a congressman, he now wants to ease them because he's now on the board. This how this this is how disingenuous these people are. Now, quite frankly, I don't know where we're going right now. Moody's came in and downgraded the banking industry. If there's contagion and there's a lot there's a run on many, many banks, quite frankly, the FDIC can't handle it. I'm not sure if the Fed can hand, handle it. But if it's big en- big enough, they're gonna come back with a hat for us. They're going to pass the hat 
among us Americans. So we shall see on this. This is where we are. You have a good day, and I will talk to you on Saturday.